Everyone who knows me knows that eventually I'd get around to doing an episode on a baseball player. And today on Abbreviated Buyers, we're going to look at one of the early boosters of baseball, so far back that baseball used to be two words. This man called baseball the exponent of American courage, confidence, combativeness, American dash, discipline, determination, American energy, eagerness, and enthusiasm. He even made a company to supply the sport. His name was Albert G. Spaulding. Hi, I'm Stephen Yoder. Albert Goodwill Spaulding was born on September 2nd, 1850 in Byron, Illinois to James and Harriet Spaulding. His father died when he was eight and Harriet moved the family to Rockford, Illinois. Albert and others were taught the game of baseball by a crippled soldier from the Civil War. So it's kind of a key event in his life. Albert became a pitcher for the Forest City team of Rockford at age 17. He pitched most of the games, and the team gained a wide reputation for winning. Harry Wright, who's one of the founders of baseball, saw Spaulding and convinced him to join the Boston Bean Eaters in 1871. The Boston Bean Eaters won the championship every year from 1872 to 1875 for the National Association of Professional Baseball Players. Then, with William Hulbert, he helped found the National League of Professional Baseball Clubs that we know of nowadays is just the National League. Hulbert owned the Chicago White Stockings. Spaulding managed and pitched for the team. Now, pitching was way different back then in the early years of baseball. The pitching rubber was 45 feet from the plate, and the pitcher was required to pitch underhand. According to Sporting Life, Spaulding had a peculiar manner of delivering the ball to the batsman suddenly, calculating to bother or to deceive him. His pitching is very accurate. Spaulding was the first pitcher to win over 250 games, 250 and two in total. And he would win like between like 47 and 50 games a year, which pitching underhand, it's easy to pitch that many innings. Now, when they moved the pitching rubber back to 55 feet and authorized overhand pitching, Spaulding just pitched one more year and he retired from playing in 1877 to concentrate on business. What business? Well, in 1875, Albert and his brother starting a sporting goods store in Chicago, Illinois. A.G. Spaulding and Brothers. In 1878, he started publishing Spaulding's Baseball Guide. By 1887, the company manufactured a million bats per year and provided the official ball for the National League, which was, which finally established, established uniformity in the baseballs. They used to get baseballs from wherever, and you never knew the quality of them. Within a decade, Spaulding had become a millionaire. He had 10 factories by 1891, producing uniforms, baseballs, tennis balls, bicycles, boats, fishing tackle, and various other sporting goods. In 1899, the company had grown so big that Spaulding began allowing other retailers to order from their catalog. By this time, he was producing about a million baseball bats per year. In 1882, William Hulbert died and Spaulding became the owner and president of the Chicago White Stockings. He was the most influential National League owner. He promoted the reserve clause that bound players to their clubs until the late 1870s. So if a player's contract ran out, he just couldn't be a free agent like they do now. He had to stay with the club and the club could either trade him 
or sign him to another contract or he could retire. And that was pretty much it. Uh, later ball players called this a form of slavery. He also influenced the league to have paid professional umpires instead of volunteers. Spalding further started the practice of spring training. Albert supported making baseball a game families could go to. He despised the excessive drinking of the baseball players of the time. After the 1886 season, Spalding cleaned out from his team all the drunks like King Kelly and Jim McCormick. In 1888, Spalding organized a round-the-world trip of baseball exhibitions by his Chicago team and a group called the All-American Players. First, they played in western states, then they traveled overseas to play in places like Australia, Ceylon, Egypt, Italy, France, and the British Isles. In Egypt, they played a game near the pyramids. For the most part, the sport didn't make a big dent in those countries, except possibly for Australia, which does provide occasional major leaguers to the uh, baseball leagues. When players revolted from what they considered unfair practices of the owners, like the reserve clause, and formed their own league, the Players League in 1890, Spalding used a tactic of driving a wedge between players and financiers, which drove the league into bankruptcy in 1890 after one year. Spalding sold the White Stockings in 1902, but he was still a baseball cheerleader. He became obsessed with proving baseball had an American origin, even though all the evidence shows that it developed from a British game called Rounders. Uh, Spalding set up a committee of inquiry in 1907, which concluded that Abner Doubleday, a future Civil War general, invented baseball in 1839. All historians consider this a myth. Albert Spalding was married twice. He was married to Josie Keith until her death in 1899, so they were married for 24 years. They had one son, Keith. He married Elizabeth Meyer Churchill in 1900, with whom he had had a long affair. They had had a child out of wedlock, Albert G. Spalding Jr., and Spalding acknowledged paternity after the marriage. Spalding and his family moved to Point Loma, California, and uh, she was very much into a religious belief called theosophy, but Albert didn't care much about it. He financed it for his wife, but he didn't really care much about it. He became a civic leader, though, helping to ensure that roads were made connecting the town to San Diego. Spalding ran for the U.S. Senate in 1910, but the state legislature chose a different man, John Works, instead. Albert Spalding died from a stroke on September 9, 1915. He left an estate of $600,000 to his wife and two sons. Many years later, in 1939, he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame as one of the founders. Spalding helped to create the sport of baseball as we know it today. He created a sporting goods company that is still around today. He is one of the most responsible people for standardizing baseball rules and schedules and gives, gave baseball the reputation as the American pastime. Thank you for listening to Abbreviated Bios. And if you like this kind of stuff, please subscribe.